tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. We are so, so excited to invite the amazing Lucky 10P on the show tonight. We're going to learn about Lucky's journey in the Destiny 2 community. We're going to invite Lucky on the Hot Seat Guardians tonight on the Destiny Show. We invite an amazing guardian. He is a YouTuber in the world of Destiny 2 with nearly 300,000 guardians on YouTube dedicated to covering the latest and greatest of all things Destiny 2 news with over 4,000 videos on YouTube. Lucky has become our go-to source for everything Destiny on YouTube. He's a Destiny 2 OG, Titan main, and we're so excited to welcome Lucky on the show tonight. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. That was quite the intro. It made me made me feel good about myself for that intro. <laughs> well, you should. You should. You're creating amazing content on your channel and everything that you do in this community. And we're super grateful to invite you on the show. And you're coming to us from a special location today, aren't aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm quite far away at this point in time. I'm about to be on the on the plane heading back to America, but I am in New Zealand in the moment. Wow. Okay. Well, we may have some questions about that. Guardians, we're not going to waste any time because Lucky has a plane to catch and we're, we're going to dive into all the discussions about Lucky and we're going to learn much more about his journey in Destiny 2. So we're going to kick things off right now. So Lucky, to start things off, I'd love to learn about how your journey in Destiny 2 began. How would you get started as a Guardian? Well, I have always loved FPS games and growing up, you know, you play them and uh, not to date myself too much because I am a bit of a I'm a boomer gamer now, I guess. But uh, I've always played the FPS games and loved them from GoldenEye to Perfect Dark and everything. And and then I was a big Call of Duty guy and I got burnt out on that. So eventually I spotted Destiny and was like, that looks like a game I could get into. And so I as soon as I saw like the first game play of it, like Cosmodrome, I was like, I like that. That looks cool. That looks fun. And it was just kind of into it. Love that. And did you get your start during the beta or the alpha or when when was that first day for you? It was after I had heard people talking about it here and there, but I hadn't bought it. I hadn't pre-ordered it. I had actually started a little late, um, a few months after the game had launched. Maybe like a month or two, I think. I am. Very cool. Well, still, still very early on, and you probably remember the year one Christmas noobs. So yeah. it's, it's amazing yeah. how we went through all of these different stages where we've been through so much in this game from the original, uh, the Marasov mission where the Queen's Wrath, and then you know your first time in the Cosmodrome or farming that infamous loot cave and all of these yeah. moments that we cherish as og guardians and these things make our time in the game so special and so memorable and i think these are all the little things that really make our journey so so special here absolutely i remember as you mentioned all those i remember sitting in front of the loot cave and stuff and and i still want budget to bring back this auto rifle from many people will forget but if you've been around since the beginning remember dr nope that's yes, my auto rifle. Yes, i want that back. i remember that bring back nope. <laughs> bring it back Bungie, please <laughs> oh please Bungie. i'm i'm still trying to get Bungie to bring back my icebreaker my beloved icebreaker man i know people are a little yeah apprehensive about it in some cases but man i remember farming 
and trying to get that icebreaker, I finally get it. And it was like my go-to nightfall weapon. I remember yeah. playing the Archon Priest and I would be able to just snipe from far away, never run out of ammo. It was a beautiful <laughs> moment, beautiful yeah. times. And, yeah, uh, so um, I'm curious, Lucky, what was the most interesting thing that you've learned um, about yourself through your journey and destiny that, you know, you've been a part of it for such a long time? Well, I think the the part that really fascinated me about destiny and kind of what it evolved to being, because uh, I didn't really think of gaming like this at the originally, but it was the community aspect that really impressed me and was like, it's like, wow, there's like a real group of people that like, you know, love this game and they're, you know, they have good causes. We support various different charities and stuff. And I was like, this is a really cool, like, this was really eye opening to me because prior to Destiny, I was just a Call of Duty player in the COD community. Like, I, we didn't raise any money for charity or anything like that. Like, we just played COD and, you know, we were trash talkers and we did, you know, uh, game battles and stuff like that like we were very competitive and you know i don't I mean i'm I'm not speaking for the whole call of duty community but at least during that era in gaming it wasn't such a community aspect to red respective games it felt like and i guess maybe destiny and the community and what the community kind of stands for was really cool and, and getting to like be a part of the community has been really something that i cherish a lot so yeah i know that's that's really awesome and, you know, it's really interesting that you mentioned that experience in, in Destiny. Now, I'm, I'm curious, what was your favorite raid in Destiny? You've, you've been through quite a few now, from the original Vault of Glass to Crotazen to Prison of Elders. We're not going to call that a raid. I know, I know, but, you know, it's, it was an experience. <laughs> so so what, what would you say was your favorite endgame and raid experience thus far? Yeah, I've played all the raids. I've tried to get, you know, competed during the day one or the world's first, you know, depending upon what time era we're talking about, except for Vault of Glass. And, but I have grinded a ton of Vault of Glass. And I am very convinced that the best raid is The Last Wish for sure. Um, I don't even put another raid in comparison to Last Wish, in my opinion. But <laughs> my controversial uh, uh, tier list, raid tier list, I guess, is Last Wish is S tier and all the other raids are a, a slightly less, in my opinion. Ooh. Okay, I, I can I can definitely appreciate that. I'll tell you one thing. For me, Last Wish was the raid that had the most meat and potato. It had the most to it where like there was a lot to that raid. There were many encounters. There was a lot of variety, jumping puzzles, boss encounters, so much variety in that. I will say one thing about the Last Wish raid that I kind of wish Bungie did a little differently. We all learned how to cheese it. In fact, uh, so much so that I don't know many players who can do that ribbon encounter without cheesing it. So yeah, that, that's that true. kind of ruined that final experience for me. But in hindsight, even cheesing it, let me tell you, I've struggled. Because just yeah. when you think that ribbon is down, you got those eyes down, you get in her mouth, and then... There's a whole nother encounter that you have to do. And let me tell you, that was the deciding factor between success and failure. And yeah. uh, that whole raid was so special. Such a such a great time. Yeah, that one was really, really cool um, from the beginning to the end. And just the structure with like the wish wall and the, sc the size and scope and like story behind it. Even like the 
like just the silly things where you can like put the wish wall in and you can have like different voices for the voiceovers was like so cool. I don't know. I just uh, that raid is just perfect to me. Like that was like peak destiny, like Bungie. I was like, this is it. Like this is please do another raid of this caliber. And I feel like we, you know, I'm not knocking on the other raids, but I feel like ever since last wish, we haven't seen one at least quite as magnificent in my opinion. And I feel like, you know, it is what it is. Maybe the maybe the final shape will bring a crazy, you know, raid of that caliber, but we'll see. I hope so. I hope so. They they really Bungie needs to redeem themselves. I think you know Lightfall was great, but I expected a bit more from it. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. And maybe Bungie will redeem themselves with Season of the Deep. I know there's more to come, right? Even you know better late than never is is my theory. But uh, I'm I'm really excited for that final shape and to see what Bungie brings. I hope it's not the final final shape because yeah. that would be a little upsetting. But that's a whole yeah. another conversation for another day. <laughs> that's a good one, and, though. And now I'm I'm curious. So being a content creator, you are everywhere. I mean, every time I I'm on social media, you're out there, you're on YouTube, you're on Twitch, you're all over the place. And I'm wondering, how do you manage running all of these channels, all of these platforms and keep up? Uh, a lot of cocaine. I'm kidding. No, but it's <laughs> it's just I just I continue to grind as much as I can. <laughs> Sorry about the bad joke. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do drink a good amount of Red Bull. Maybe that helps. But uh, overall, overall, pretty much just uh, I guess I just have the mindset of trying to spread the content and try to t- dip my toes in a lot of different things rather than pinpoint focus on just one platform. We've seen the rise and fall of different platforms with time. We, like we saw Mixer come up and fall down, and then we saw, um, you know, we've seen other streaming platforms and stuff. So I don't want to necessarily put all my eggs in one basket and try to grow things here and there. And sometimes you find success in places you wouldn't expect. Like I did not expect TikTok to get as many views as it does from time to time. And people, as weird, the weirdest experience I've ever had in the real world is people recognizing me at t- rarely, right, and saying like, "You're my favorite." tiktoker and i'm like oh god <laughs> like oh no <laughs> like i did not expect anything like that so um you know, it's it's so interesting you mentioned that because from earlier this year i went to podfest uh-huh. and people came up to me to like like at least a dozen people came up and they're like the destiny show i know you guys i'm like what nice. i'm recording this thing in my bedroom like what how like it's still a little surreal to me that people actually enjoy the content and, and give you that recognition and love the content and that it touches people. One of the coolest things for me is getting notes from uh, different con- different uh, listeners and they end up saying how much we impacted their uh, lives. And to me, it's still really surreal and makes makes this so rewarding to to create content around a video game that I never imagined would impact people in such uh, strong ways so it's really rewarding for sure that is cool yeah and uh, it's definitely an interesting experience you know just putting uh, uh faces to the numbers that you see you know we're in a very digital world now and it's getting more and more yeah, digital I know, and it's getting more like that with vr i feel like we're now we're now going to be robots pretty soon at the yeah. rate we're going um yeah so, streamers are going to get replaced by ai soon here <laughs> oh man wait we just wait and see with chat GPT and all the technologies. So yeah, it's it's a matter of time for sure. 
So Lucky, I'm curious, what does a normal day look like for a content creator like yourself? Well, each day can be different, but overall, you know, I kind of have like a structure based around the destiny schedule. So there's like reset day where I'm trying to do things that are reset oriented. And then there's Wednesday. Lately, there's like these Wednesday articles. And so I'm, I've sort of preemptively make content or or set set up the videos for uh, those the, that content to drop from Bungie on the website or whatever it may be. And, you know, constantly having notifications on a variety of different sources, checking, like reading through Reddit, reading through Twitter, like kind of deep diving to sort of keep all of the information as close as I can to me. And I have a lot of a really cool support network and a really awesome community that, you know, they feed me information like in my Discord and various different channels. And so, yeah, it's kind of just waking up and, and making content and trying to stay on top of things as fast as I can and and keep people informed and try to have fun with it too. Cause you know, I think that the news just being the news is what people want. It's what some people want, but I think people also, they want some laugh and they want some relief and they want some escape. So I try to throw a few jokes here and there and uh, keep it fun and fresh when I do cover things. So yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, we've, we've been playing this game for such a long time and you mentioned something really interesting and it's that like you always try to keep things fresh and i'm curious on a personal note for you being in the game since the very beginning do you ever get burnt out do you ever feel like i have to make content i have these platforms now but man i want to play zelda i want to play these other games do you ever feel burnt out from destiny being around for such a long time I I hear the sentiment a lot and I feel like I'm just a uh almost a some type of science experiment for just playing one single game in some ways because when I grew up I was really really poor and I could only afford like one game to play for so long that I just played that one game to the point that was just like insanity so like I just remember playing like GoldenEye for like years and I couldn't buy anything else. So I just played Goldeneye. And so then transitioned from being a kid to a teenager to an adult. I'm like, uh, I just played Call of Duty and then I left that and now I just play Destiny. And I sort of like, it's enough for me. Like I, the game is so much variety within it. You could play PvE, you could play PvP. You could just mess around and just watch lore videos for uh, who knows how many hours you could just watch or read lore and stuff. You know, so it's like the game has enough to keep me always satisfied. There are moments when I get burnt out. Um, but the key is, I think that when I do get burnt out, I'm always kind of juggling a few other balls, like making content. So I'm able to sort of stay refreshed by shifting my focus to something else. You know, like it's like get burnt out on playing, shift to making certain videos, get burnt out on making the videos, shift to playing, trying something new, spicing it up. The news just the news kind of makes it easy in some ways, though, because the news is there's like tomorrow there could Bungie could announce something so wild and crazy we never heard of, you know announcing some new destiny franchise or something great we're like what like this is crazy you know so the news makes it kind of easy to stay out of yeah, the burnout absolutely and i can i can very much relate you know growing up as a kid not having a whole lot in terms of you know video games like as a kid my parents bought me a sega genesis and i generally had one game yeah. every half a year right so like for a long time i would play mortal Kombat because that's the game i had right or uh, when I had my Nintendo, you know, I had Duck Hunt. That's what I really yeah. played. I'm really aging myself now. But <laughs> I, I, I think that these, 
these experiences really make you appreciate what you have yeah. and, and what destiny is because of so many things that it brings. Because, I mean, you mentioned the lore. I think the lore in the story is so rich and, and deep and interesting. There's so many different facets to destiny now where it almost becomes a bit overwhelming. It's like, what title should I chase after? Well, I don't know because there's so many. Like my yeah. ADHD brain, like it needs a list so I can make sure I'm I'm not overwhelmed by so many things that are happening in, in Destiny. And one thing that I really appreciate about this game is that you play the game the way you want. If you're a PvP player, that's the way you can play the game. Yeah. And you can be a PvP player. If you really love to do PvE and game content, well, there's so many raids for you to go and dive into and you can Sherpa and help others and you can discover new things and discover new ways to play the game and make that experience your own. And I appreciate that so much about Destiny. Yeah. And I, one thing that I think that Destiny, you know, I'm sure they're very strategic in what they're doing, like Bungie's making this. But one thing I noticed with gaming and being a lifelong gamer is that one thing I really have always wanted is you want to return on your investment. You want to like put a lot of time into a game and like it continues to matter, you know? And Destiny hits that note so well, so well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think Destiny is probably the best 100 or $200 that I ever spend, really. Yeah. I, I tend to buy the collector's edition because, you know, I spoil myself. Because why not, yeah. right? But yeah, <laughs> why not? That's money that I've spent because, I mean, if you think about entertainment and what you spend, you can go on vacation and spend thousands of dollars, right? Yep. You can go and buy a cable subscription and you're paying a lot per month. I mean, even Netflix today, it's like about 20 bucks a month over the course of a year. That's about at least what you would pay for destiny, if not more. And yet Absolutely. you're getting so much more out of that experience. So I, I do definitely agree with you on that value proposition that Bungie brings is very quite high. Yeah. And I, I, I really like that about destiny. I think that was it was subtle when I realized that that was happening. I was like, oh, this is what's keeping me coming back. Because, like, I'll give you a good example. I remember at one point in time playing, you know, you play Call of Duty, for example, and there's, like, a new game every year. So it's, like, every, all the time I put in that game for that one year, it's just gone, you know? And uh, it's just it's really cool that your your weapons, your gear, all these things that you earn, these exotics, continue to go with you. And obviously now we're getting, like, cool updates to them, which is nice because some of them have really fallen down in their usage rate and value so it's really cool i think that that bungie's done a really good thing in that regard and, and they've got me uh, hooked you mentioned call of duty and the call of duty fan is really curious in me what is your favorite call of duty game and what was your first call of duty game my first ever uh, my i'll say my first was a uh, call of duty world at war so the one right after modern warfare that was the first one i played and yeah that was that was a good time and everyone or not everyone a good portion of the community went back to modern warfare because they're like oh this one sucks and so they kind of didn't like it it was my first game so i was like i don't even know what to compare it to but i did later get modern warfare and i was like oh this one is really cool i see why they like this so much this one's awesome and um and so then my favorite one overall though would definitely have to be black ops 2 that one was wild that one was so good i love black ops 2 Oh, man. So you mentioned World of War, and that was my first Call of Duty. And nice. what really got me into it, it wasn't PvP. I was really a scrub in PvP. I was so bad. But zombies, oh, my God. You would spend yeah. 
hours playing zombies. And that was just my favorite experience. And I remember I would literally buy expansions not to play the PvP content, but just so I can have my additional zombie maps. Black Ops 2, such a good time. Yeah. So many great memories from, from Call of Duty. In fact, before Destiny came out, we were really into Call of Duty. I was playing Call of Duty Ghosts. And at that time, I was really excited for the next Call of Duty game. Do you know what was the best thing about that Call of Duty game? What's that? What's the that? Blacksmith Shader. Mm. The Blacksmith Shader. That was the yeah. best part of Advanced Warfare because it gave me this cool thing in like my new favorite game that was ah. Destiny before I even Crossover. knew that it was going to be that good. Nice. Very nice. Very cool. So, Lucky, yeah. you've made four thousand videos that is just <laughs> insane yeah now, i'm curious do you have a favorite video that you've created thus far the favorite video i've ever created honestly the most the only video that i it's hard to go back and watch my own stuff because i there's like an element of like i don't know what it is like it's hard to go back and watch yourself i don't know if why i can't do it very much but the ones that i do genuinely enjoy is the 1v3 if they teabag i release the wolves those are just hilarious. Those are just always make my day. Like, <laughs> I just go back and watch any of those videos. These are a series. I don't know if you've seen them or heard of them, but it was a series where I would go into elimination before trials had come back to Destiny 2. I would go into elimination and I would just try to 1v3. So I would have two viewers from the stream join up and we'd boot, boot them to orbit. And I try to 1v3 the team and I would lose, I would lose most of these games. I mean, the ones you see on YouTube are like a fraction of all the games I tried to win. But occasionally someone would teabag me. So I would swap to like Lord of Wolves, which was like ridiculously overpowered at the time, super overpowered. The thing is, this thing had like so much ammo and could like map people from like 20 plus meters, <laughs> like one shot them. And so I would just swap to that and just start running these teams over with this thing. And it was so funny. It was so fun. It was just, you know, I don't know if we'll ever have a golden era of like funny content to watch at that time, but those are just, those are the best for me at least, you know. That's how I know you're a hardcore player. Yeah. You can go into comp and you can 1v3. Oh man, that's yeah. impressive. Have you ever tried that in trials? I have done it in trials before, you know, now that there's more intricate systems set in place, like skill-based matchmaking and card-based matchmaking, and overall the general skill uh, level has raised a lot more with time. Uh, it's definitely harder now, but I try, you know, once in a while. I haven't tried in a long time since, but mostly I've sort of transitioned away from that. Like, I'm not trying to be like I'm some ancient old man now per se, but I'm like, I feel as though I've sort of lost my pvp fire and i you know i feel i feel like the age is affecting maybe my response time to some to a very small degree you know i'm like uh not quite as sharp as i used to be perhaps but so i've sort of transitioned away from pvp graphics card you're good yeah yeah exactly it'll be fine yeah exactly just chug a couple more red bulls but um yeah <laughs> so so yeah I've, i kind of transitioned away from pvp more or less just because uh, it's it's actually kind of more fun for me to make news videos and make commentary. And my my real passion in life before Destiny or anything was honestly just to make people laugh. I just like make people laugh. And it doesn't always come out in my content because I'm trying to just get the news out there fast. I'm trying to like deliver the news as quickly as I can and be like first or breaking, you know, the type of vibe on YouTube and stuff. 
And that's why there's so many videos because some, something co- comes up and you just start the recording and ship it as quickly as you can to get people informed. And, and that's why people like to, to be a part of the, the, the community on YouTube and stuff. So. And I feel like Bungie, of all the gaming companies out there, they make it easier for content creators to do that. Because, I mean, you're getting weekly updates every week. And I don't know how many companies actually post and engage so consistently with the community than Bungie does, where we get multiple long-form articles every week from from Bungie, it seems. They're just killing it on that front. It's definitely a very fun thing to be a part of these conversations. And one thing that I had noticed when I was a big, I call myself a PvP meathead, you know, like I just played PvP and I didn't care about PvE and I didn't read the stupid twabs or whatever, you know, like I didn't back in the day, like back in like the D1 days. I really felt like I was always missing out on what's going on, you know, I'd kind of like there would be adjustments to certain weapons and things. And I kind of like, I heard about the big ones, but I didn't like pay attention to all the tiny minute details. And when you actually take the time to read all these articles and be a part of it and see all the, the things that Bungie has put out, it's really fun. And it's really cool to like, I don't know, just sort of, sort of understand what's happening behind the scenes and, and be ahead of everything. It's really, really fun. And I really appreciate all the news that Bungie does give, give and uh, the way they communicate with the community. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, one of the things that I really appreciate is their, are the developer uh, updates and all the docs that they do to give you kind of a different perspective that we don't normally get about game development as a whole. Because, I mean, it's such a complex process with so many intricacies. So it's really interesting to learn about, you know, the other side of how video games are created and uh, especially the... Um, the raid um, behind the scenes videos they create such a such a great uh, time to to experience those. Yeah, it is really cool, and I think that it's especially important for them to continue to do stuff like that because there's this strange community sentiment. It's not it's a small subsection, but there's a strange community sentiment of like Bungie they don't know what they're doing, or Bungie doesn't know how to make the game, or Bungie doesn't know how to fix anything, and it's like. You guys that are expressing this, like you just really don't have any clue how many moving parts are are working at any given time and how difficult it is to basically keep a ship of this magnitude afloat as well as they do, you know? And I know people are upset about the servers lately, but it's like we even we understand what's why that's happening. And obviously Bungie is doing the best they can to remedy that situation. And I feel like they um, I feel like they're doing a good job to communicate. The more they communicate, the better, honestly. Yeah, you know, I mean, I understand people being frustrated about not being able to play. I get it. But at the same time, you got to recognize that we're all human. Nobody comes into work at Bungie and says, gee, I wish the servers just crap out and crash today. Nobody comes in feeling that way. They're all doing their best. You know, sometimes it's a matter of understanding the human side. I try to compare it to like... When my ISP goes down, my internet just completely oh, goes out. And it's like, I don't have any entertainment. The only thing I can do is go watch a DVD if I still yeah. have any, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and if you think about it that way, it's like, you can be a little bit more understanding that the game that is a live service experience can sometimes have problems, but we're all human. They're trying and... I appreciate them for that. I appreciate that they built this massive world that we can enjoy with friends, with six people, sometimes 12, depending on with, depending yeah. on time of, of our journey and destiny. But um, 
it's always such a good experience to to enjoy the game and and sometimes when things don't go right I, I try to be more understanding maybe not so much during the day one because it's like Bungie I took off work I'm trying to play and I yeah. don't want to be the millionth person in line to to get in yeah. to play the game that I bought so um but they've been pretty good about that especially with Lightfall I feel like the stability of the day one experience at least has been pretty rock solid yeah i think they have been doing good and i think that if you know if you put a magnifying glass on any one issue of course you know it kind of looks bad but i think when you take a step back and look at this is this giant thing that they are creating and if you think of all these moving parts you're like holy crap this is magnificent like this is extremely impressive no one could i mean you would be a fool to think that this is just uh some kind of i don't know some crappy game or crappy company or something you'd be a real fool because this is really something impressive that they've you know spent eight years or plus now to develop and it's just i'm it's really cool and i'm always be a big destiny fan (laughs) clearly (laughs) absolutely so we briefly touched on lightfall now i'm curious now that we're deep into the lightfall experience no fun intended there i'm curious what are your thoughts on lightfall with the major expansion that we got this year lightfall has been okay i think that we you know we've had the our ups and downs you know we had some the initial uh bad reaction with to the narrative and stuff but overall i think that it's a lot of the same and these small improvements that are actually quite meaningful when you care about when you're invested in things like uh, certain new fragments being added obviously soon new soon we'll get new aspects rather and the new subclass strand is really exciting and really fun and adds a cool dynamic. Um, there's just uh, all the little things that have been added. I don't overlook them. And I think like, you know, it's, it is really fun to have all these new things added. Sometimes I do get a little, um, I don't know, I look back with rose colored glasses and I miss like the Taken King days when we got all these crazy new exotics. And like, I was like, what? There's like, I, there's like a dozen new exotics. It just in one day with the snap of a finger and it's like fun, but you know we're not quite in that era anymore and they're trying to do things a little more you know with the the drip feed type vibe but i think the lifefall overall is a solid expansion and i think that i've had a lot of fun playing it you know i've i've genuinely had a lot of fun and and one thing that they did really well with the raid for me because i've been really into raiding especially with lifefall is that you know you had the raid come out and you got all the weapons and all the red borders and then you had um, after the raid came out, you would continue to grind for the red borders and even uh, spoil farm. Then you had the master version. You get all the master version rep, uh, raid weapons. It really feels like this whole season has been filled. Like every Tuesday, I've been really excited, like chomping at the bit to try to get new raid stuff. And it's been really fun to see them actually figure out a pattern that has like kept raiding really fun and and fresh to some degree throughout an, a whole season, almost from the first week to the last week. Maybe the last two weeks now have not been so hyped, but if you've been consistently rating, but overall it's been, it's been pretty good actually. Yeah. I've been really enjoying root of nightmares, um, quite a bit, really fun raid. I still did not get my exotic shotgun. I've been farming. Really? Wow. So fingers crossed Bungie, hopefully their new uh, system with, uh, season of the deep will help up my chances just a little bit to get that. Yeah. Hopefully it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So I'm I'm curious. We are just less than a week away from season of the deep, and I'm curious, what are your biggest wants for season of the deep? 
in Destiny 2. Season of the Deep? I mean, you know, putting aside all the things that we do know already, I really want the Titan planetary destination return in as in its full entirety, like not just a location that's kind of there that we can access through different nodes. Like I kind of want the free realm Titan to come back. And I know that's a big want and a big ask. And we'll see if we get anything to that degree. I would really like that because that was a cool planet and I enjoyed traversing around there. So that would be a big one. And and other than that, I mean, all the stuff we've already read about is just really exciting and really fun. So I think Titan being a, a, a permanent planetary destination returning, maybe have some revamped strikes in there. Maybe Savathun's song comes back, you know, that'd be pretty cool. That's my thoughts. Yeah, Savathun's song. You know, I actually enjoyed Titan, you know, and I, I was a little sad when they sunset the destination or DCV, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to checking out the water experience. I want to go swimming. Yeah. I want to deep dive and, and really see what is happening in Destiny with this new meta, with all of the changes that Bungie's bringing. So I'm quite excited about that. But also, we talked about Lightfall, and I'm curious to see the quest line that is continuing that Lightfall story. Bungie, oh, yeah. We're going to be learning about the Veil, learning a little bit more about, you know, hopefully getting a little bit more closure with the storyline because I, I enjoyed some of the storyline that we got, but I feel like there were a lot of loose ends that weren't really closed when Lightfall ended earlier this year. So I'm curious to see what Bungie does to really push that narrative forward with Season of the Deep. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that would be really fun. I think that their narrative team is trying to create a very disjointed type of story where you kind of can't connect the pieces together and leaves you a lot of shrouded in mystery. And I admire it for those parts, but there are moments of frustration where you're just like, just get on with it already. Give us something to, to chew on here. Like, you know, so yeah. I am. So I'm curious, slightly different topic, but what would you say are some of your most memorable moments in Destiny 1 and 2? In Destiny 1, one of my, some, of my, some of my most memorable ones, there's so many to choose from. Honestly, the first thing that just came to my mind was SRL, which is funny because, you know, I'm not trying to start a big war and be like, bring it back. Like, yes, no, bring it yeah. back, please. Yes. <laughs> I want it back. I know that they've said that it's not worth the investment to them or something like that along those lines. But yeah, I think SRL, I think that rating for the first time ever was like really cool. I remember doing the vault of glass and we got to the gatekeeper and we were just there for like four hours. We were just like four hours. We couldn't beat it. And we just gave up, you know? <laughs> and like, as funny as it is, like losing made it more memorable because it was like, this is that tough. Like we are trying our best and our team just cannot beat this rate. Like this is actually, which was kind of cool because I've always, my, my, quarrel with some games is that they're made to be beaten type of vibe and i would be obviously frustrating if a game couldn't be beaten but they're made to be beaten and i sort of you know being a lifelong gamer i feel like i figure out the little tricks and things to beat most games and so not being able to beat a certain thing was like whoa i like this you know i was like this is tough like now i want to now i want to figure out how other teams do it you know and then that sort of leads you to watching YouTube videos leads you to, you know, exploring on Reddit or whatever, maybe it is sort of understand, you know, what is, you know, the meta and stuff like that nature. And so I think that my most memorable D1 moment is probably going to be that, that probably that gatekeeper one though is going to be, that's the most memorable one, just being stuck there for four hours and not being able to beat it, <laughs> which is giving up. 
it's yeah no you mentioned some really uh, great points with uh going into the activity and then you can't beat it and it's like this is supposed to be beatable it's supposed to be easier to do but also you're dependent on five other people right so it's not just about you but it's about the entire group and getting that level of coordination together and set so that you can actually get it done and once you do that feeling is so rewarding and so special like i remember when i first beat uh atheon for the first time and like to see somebody get a vex mythic class it wasn't me spoiler alert but to see that experience come together where we've been trying to do this for three four hours and finally get it done it's such a such a great feeling that uh, i don't know how many things in life can can give you that feeling Absolutely. And and the really fun part about a lot of that is that this discovery, and I think that a lot of people look at D1 with the nostalgia because of the discovery and like figuring it out. Like, we don't even know what the normal is. We're like, do people normally spend three hours here? Like, do people spend 10 hours here? Can anyone beat this? Like, there's an element of like social media wasn't even so far developed that you may not like at least I personally wasn't like connected into like destiny stuff I was just playing the game and I didn't know what to think you know like if this is normal that it takes hours to beat this you know and that discovery and that like challenge was really fun and that's why I'm a big believer of like the content in destiny being really challenging especially during those day one raid races which is um more of a hot take that I have which is I want them to be really really tough I'll give you an example like last wish is my favorite raid I was telling you right and um, that's my favorite raid. And I spent 21, almost 22 hours in there straight trying to beat it on day one. Like the other teams, you know, obviously Redeem, they beat it. World's first and then tier one beat it. And then Datto is the third team just outside of 24 hours. I was up there. I was trying to beat it and I couldn't beat it. You know, we just couldn't do it. And I, I don't look back at that with, you know, sour taste in my mouth. Like, heck, dang you, Bungie. Why did you do this? I was like, I looked back. I was like, dang, that was wicked. And I really wish that I had beaten that. And I was like, next time I will be prepared and, and next time I will be something that challenging, you know? So, but then there's never, there's been nothing as challenging since. <laughs> there, there have been some challenges in Destiny. I, I think a few that really come to mind for me um, Skolas, day one. Oh man. Oh yeah. That was brutal because it took like five hours just to get to Skolas based on how much grind you had to go through. And then you finally get to Skolas and you're like, this can't be real. There's like, copious amount of ads coming at you and then you have the boss mechanic to deal yeah. with and i think the burns that week really were uh, a test of your <laughs> strength in the game yeah and that's probably one of the most challenging things i had to do if we're not going to count niobe labs which that was another fun um experience uh, i think in the game yeah yeah that was a fun one niobe labs was i like the puzzles i like the puzzle elements as long as there's, you know, a solvable way of getting to it that's not too abstract, you know? Like, I think that Niobe Labs went to little... Like my budgie, they, a few screws came loose with that puzzle, you know? They had to literally give us a hint at some point, but, um, yeah. I, you know, I didn't mind it. I, liked, I thought it was fun. I, I feel like they made Discord groups just for the entire community to kind of get together to try to solve this. I mean, it was on a whole nother level, I, I feel like, and they... They learned a lot of lessons from that. I think they made it a little bit too difficult. And I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it into this community experience. But 
man going in with the individual group trying to beat it. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah. We spent like six hours and we're like, oh, this is impossible. We're not even progressing. And I'm not one to give up on things, but man, I don't think this is going to be possible. And yeah. finally, days later, they, they, they had like top tier groups finally solve aspects of it. So that was really interesting to see. Yeah, it is cool. And I, I wish that we got, you know, I know that they've mentioned it, it's coming up, but I wish that we got more secrets like that and stuff. I feel like, uh, those are fun, you know, and I we and I I don't know why the destiny culture is slowly shifted to things being solved so fast and so quickly done because there are other games that are comparable. Like World of Warcraft has like raids that take like seven days for the best teams to be. And I'm not saying we should yeah. make a raid that tough. Oh, yeah, wow. there's like it takes like the new raid comes out and wow, and it takes the best teams in the world like seven days to beat them, and they know they know every, they have all the geared up to the maximum and everything you know and i'm not saying destiny should be to that level but it's like it's strange how like it's going the opposite way where we're like let's make the next raid beat in like just a couple hours to not uh you know to so that everyone can beat it you know which is fine you know i'm, I'm not against everyone beating the raid of course but I, I think that that sort of hardcore nature is really fun and i think that's something i like about something like world a game like world of warcraft i can admire that i've never played it but i can admire that it takes seven days or more to beat the new race <laughs> i think you mentioned a really interesting point it's that you know bungie has made activities easier and more accessible for more players and i think part of that is because they looked at the player data and they were like well the vast majority of our player base does not even complete a single raid so they wanted to make that more accessible but i feel like in doing so and, and i, I want to get your thoughts on this i feel like they made raids too easy where it's like i can go into a gm nightfall and i feel like there's much more challenge there as compared to playing a raid where it's like is this it like, yeah yes the longer experiences but i feel like it kind of loses the intention for what a raid was meant to be yeah yeah i agree to a certain extent i've thought about this talked about this a little bit and i think that their approach was to try and you know scoop in as many players as possible and my my end resolve to it was you know if at the end of the season or if multiple seasons from now bungie has increased the average player population due to this sort of lowering the bar effect then that's a W for Bungie and I'm happy. I'm, I want the community to grow and be bigger. I'm not going to be so stubborn that like, you know, I want the community to be tiny, even though just so everything is made the way I like it. So I kind of leave it to like, we'll see time. will tell if this is the proper approach, but I did feel a little easy to me. And as someone who's been doing, been around for a long time and the, uh, I hope Bungie has the foresight to realize that, you know, getting everyone to play your game for a very short period of time might be great and might, you know, get a ton of money, but you know, Destiny has always been the game. I remember I went to a, a meeting at Bungie HQ and, a, and a, the Activision rep had told me this. They said that Bungie and the Destiny 2 has way more playtime than all of their other games because there's so much less people playing this game. But the people that play this game play for so much more longer than other games that that's why this game is successful. So it's I was like very interesting to hear that from the behind the scenes. Yeah. And so I think maybe that's Bungie's approach, though. Maybe they're like, well, if we get people to play then they'll get we'll get them as the you know the career players or whatever we call that term you know the people that grind all the time and stuff so maybe that is their approach and if that is what happens like six months from now or maybe even just three months from now we could look at the graphs of the current season even potentially but 
then I think that that is a win and I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the community growing and having a consistently higher player population, but I don't know if that's what the case is going to be. So yeah, time will tell for sure. So a bit more about yourself and I'm, I'm curious who inspired you as a content creator in destiny? Who inspired me as a content creator in destiny specifically? Well, honestly, the, the first person that comes to my mind is Gathalion. He was just a really cool, fun-loving guy that and he's still, you know, he's still around and he still does a lot of cool stuff. But Gathalion was just, he was just really kind, really friendly. He's really selfless guy. I'll never forget this. Like such a, such a, like this is the level of kindness Gathalion had. He, someone was like gifting him a bunch of subs or donating a bunch of money to his channel or something like just over and over again, donations, donations. And he's just, he's already doing so well. He said something on stream. I'll never forget it. Cause I was like, that's like the nicest thing I think anyone could ever say. He said that, you know, take the money you're giving in and give it to some other streamers and that are streaming destiny, you know, like show them some love, show them some, um, you know, give it, spread the wealth around or something is what his like mindset was. And I was like, wow, like instead of just like getting hundreds of thousands of dollars of donations, he wanted to just support the others. And I was like, this guy is super cool and i was like i really have always been a big fan of his and always liked his content and always liked his personality and he's just he's the coolest dude goth is the king of destiny long live goth the king <laughs> and of course we have gcx and and guardian con and destiny con from back in the day and that he was a part of and such a great experience that he created and cultivated in this community that still lives on to support so many great causes like St. Jude and, and uh, community at large, really. Yeah, honestly, Destiny community doesn't even realize how much of a gem they got to have their, you know, number one guy for a long period of time. I mean, I know he's more variety now, but their number one guy would be such a, a really selfless, really cool, chill dude. And, you know, he's just, he's a cool kid. He's a cool guy. Definitely inspired me in a lot of ways and helped me along the way, you know, hosted me and has given me advice and stuff. And he's always been, you know, just a, just a cool dude. So. Very cool. And I'm curious, what are some of your favorite games that are not Destiny? And you can't say Call of Duty because that would be kind of cheating too. But aside from Call of Duty and Destiny, what would you say are some of your favorite games? Oh, that's a tough one. That is a very tough one because I've been out of it for so long now. Um, if I had to choose some of my other favorite games, uh, I'm going to try and... I'm digging deep here. My My... Like I'm activating a part of my brain that hasn't triggered in a long time. So uh, I'm going to go with like something like Pokemon, maybe. I feel like Pokemon Ooh, is a really okay. good Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Pokemon fan as well. Oh, man. Which which one would you say is your favorite of all the Pokemon games that we've had? Well, I am an as an ancient gamer now and a boomer, I I played the og games red and blue and those were just so good i did go on to the next stage and i played silver and gold and those were also really good advancements of the pokemon franchise but yeah i, I definitely grinded out uh, specifically red like just an absurd amount of hours because that's like you know as a kid you have yeah i remember i remember the batteries was an issue i would run out of batteries <laughs> gotta put like four double a batteries in the back of the regular gray game boy and just play for <laughs> yeah 
I still have a Game Boy Color after all these years. And, nice. and I, I remember I was a Pokemon Blue fan. Uh, I preferred Blue, but I still uh. Charizard was my go-to. And I remember the fond memories. I would literally go to school with a Game Link cable so I can trade Pokemon with all yeah. my class. My teacher. <laughs> I did that as well. Yeah, did that as well. It was Definitely so cool. Some of my favorite memories. <laughs> And I really enjoyed uh, Pokemon Let's Go. It was kind of like the faithful recreation of the original Pokemon. I think that was such a fun experience in the Switch. I remember I spent literally a week just playing Pokemon over at Christmas break because it was such a fun, nostalgic experience to go back and to like experience that whole journey recreated. Yeah. yeah such a good time. I played a bunch of Pokemon and weirdly enough, I don't know why I got into this game for just a brief period of time, but I had played Pokemon Snap at like a friend's house. I was like, that's it was kind of a fun game. I got really bored of it fast, but it was like the premise of it was kind of cool for a little bit. So I like that one too. I haven't played Snap, but I I, I have it. I, I feel like I have a problem buying all the video games, but now it's like I don't have the time because I feel like I'm too busy yeah. playing Destiny. And I, I haven't played Zelda though. I, I did take some time to play the new Zelda game. Nice. I, I have a soft spot for Zelda as well. Nice. But um, definitely some of my best memories were Pokemon that really got me into gaming as a, as a kid growing up. Yeah, so same. Definitely, definitely feel you there. Same. So, that was a good one. Side note, what would you say was your favorite season in Destiny thus far? My favorite season in Destiny thus far? Wow, there's so many choosing. I'm probably just my my knee jerk reaction is just like Arrivals, but that's one of my better ones, Ooh. I'd say. Yeah, Arrivals was really cool. Very cool. And why would you say the Arrival? I was like, what did I believe we had the Umbrals and the Umbral focusing, and I don't know. I just really like that. It kind of reminded me of certain elements of like d1 and i my memory's a bit cloudy here but like d1 back in the day where you could like roll your fell winter's lie you know and you would keep rolling until you got the exact god roll and i remember just farming up the umbrals and they just dropped so plentifully it just felt really refreshing and fun and and i really enjo- enjoyed grinding loot in season of arrivals yeah that's you know that was a really fun one i, I definitely enjoyed it Although I would say my favorite would probably be Season of Opulence, and I have my reason there. Okay. I, I feel like for that, that was the one season where I really felt like a hardcore gamer. I went, I helped all my friends get their flawless menageries done. Nice. I would literally be coaching people through it. And that was the one season when I completed a flawless raid. We didn't die from the entire time no cheesing nothing i know crown of sorrow was not the biggest raid but still it was really proud experience for me to actually complete it nobody died and um definitely one of my most memorable seasons because of those two experiences in the game for sure very cool yeah i feel like after we've, we've played so many seasons a lot of it kind of just the information and memories kind of muddy together and I don't necessarily organize things well in regards of like this season, that season is as good as maybe others do or as good as I should. I kind of just like it's just a never ending season, a never ending. Ride. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's yeah. funny thinking about it. But Absolutely. So, Lucky, I'm curious, 
what is next for you in your destiny journey as a content creator, as a gamer? Well, right now I'm just doing a lot of the same. I want to continue doing the news and want to continue, you know, entertaining as much as I can continue the streams and everything and sort of see where that takes me and sort of ride the wave. You know, I think that being a content creator is a lot about evolving and with trends. And I think that as destiny grows and becomes more successful, which I, I think that it's trending that way. And I think that it's going to be a, a moderately successful franchise for a very long time. And I will continue to be a part of that. And if it continues or if it dwindles or if it falls off or something, or if I get interested in another game, then I might build something there. But for now, it's kind of like just continuing what I've been doing and really been enjoying it, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's such a pleasure. I know you have a plane to catch, get back to to home. So uh, we're going to let you go in just a minute. But before we do... Where can the Guardians learn more about you and everything that you do? For me, on my different social media platforms and stuff, yeah. For me, it's like uh, I'm on Twitch and Twitter and everywhere, you know, just Lucky10P with two Ys, and you can find me there. And, yeah, I think you'll you'll uh, appreciate some of the content. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, and that's okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll definitely be looking out for more of your content and uh all of your videos to keep us up to date on the latest news and happenings about all things destiny 2 thank you so much for joining us tonight such a pleasure we hope you have a safe journey back home and uh we can't wait to see what is next for you